Welcome to the Nieces Nugs Podcast. Nieces Nugs, Nieces Nugs. What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Nieces Nugs Podcast, Season 2, Episode 12. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about credit cards. That's right, credit cards. It is a topic that often comes up for a myriad of reasons. I've had friends ask me, David, should I get a credit card? Which credit card should I get? Are credit cards bad? How do I manage my credit card? I work with college students who are constantly trying to figure out and navigate the world of finances and in credit cards. And listen, it is a topic that can get you in trouble. In fact, some of you listening today are in credit card debt. This episode is not for you. In fact, what you should do What I suggest you doing is turning this episode off, saving it, Googling a podcast right now on how to get out of debt and pursuing that with all you have. Speaking of debt, when my wife and I got married, we had a lot of debt. There was a lot of educational debt on one side. I'll leave it at that. And so we had to come up with a game plan for how we were going to get out of debt because we wanted to live debt free. We took on some of the principles of Dave Ramsey. We know that Dave Ramsey has the total money makeover, has the the snowball uh, plan for getting the debt snowball and um, the baby steps for getting out of debt. And so we kind of walked through those ideas to kind of set up our finances so that we could get out of debt as quickly as possible. But one of the things we actually did include in our process and in our plan was the use of a credit card. Even though it wasn't the Ramsey methodology, because for us, it helped us uh, be incentivized to travel and to keep saving money to get out of debt as quickly as possible. And so we were able to use rewards from credit cards for the travel, and we weren't spending extra money. uh, Instead, we were able to pay off our debt that way. In doing that, we actually tried to call into the Dave Ramsey show once we paid off our money and we were screened before we got on the air and they asked us if we had used a credit card in the plan or if we had a credit card. And as soon as we said yes, they said, Dave won't let you on the program. He doesn't like credit cards. And so we were not able to shout in that moment, we're debt free. But for us in our lives, we've been shouting it since. There are multiple ways to pursue the freedom of debt-free living. And this is one way you can utilize credit cards to help you. In fact, let credit cards be a tool in your tool belt instead of a weight weighing you down. So here's what we're going to do. First of all, people don't often think about credit cards. But I think the reason they get in trouble is because they lose sight in simplest terms of what a credit card is. People just swipe their card or, or, or tap it or insert it. And in essence, what you're doing every single time you do that to make a purchase, to spend money, is you are, in essence, borrowing money from the bank that you have to pay back. You are taking on a short-term loan to secure a product or an adventure or whatever it is, but you're paying it back, the promissory paying it back within the month at the end of the credit card cycle. If you pay it back within that designated time frame, the interest rate is 0%. However, what happens and how people get in trouble is if you do not pay it back or if you only pay the minimum, the interest rates on the money you've borrowed is far, far, far higher 
than what the interest rate would be if you took out a loan at the bank. The interest rates are crazy. And what ends up happening is that snowballs into an amount that you have trouble paying back because what you're doing is you're paying a ton of interest on a product that actually didn't cost you as much as you thought it might. So this leads me into some general credit card tips for you today. Number one is this. Do not invest if you do not understand is, is a kind of a phrase in the investment world, financial world. It's the same thing with credit cards. Listen, don't go out and get a credit card unless you've done your homework. Do your homework and understand what you're getting into. If you simply say you want to build credit, as a lot of people say, you need to learn how building credit works, how a credit card can help you in that process, maybe how it can hurt you in that process, and it might matter what you do. So do your homework before you go out and get a credit card. Do your homework before you kind of enter into some of these realms because you need to understand what you're doing and what that piece of plastic means to not only your wallet in that moment, but your entire credit picture and your financial wealth strategy. Number two is this. Responsibility is key. Be responsible. Do not spend what you don't have. What I just said was you're borrowing money from the bank, and it's a short-term loan in the sense that the interest rate kicks up really within 30 days. If you do not have it, do not spend it. Be responsible for what you purchase. Sometimes people get in trouble because suddenly they have a piece of plastic. They're not feeling the pain of paying for the purchases, and so they keep paying, keep paying, and keep paying, and what they're doing is keep promising to pay, and they don't have the money to pay. Have a plan, practice responsibility, only purchase what you have money to pay for and use the credit card for the reasons that can help you, not hurt you. Number three is this. You need to pay off your credit card monthly, 100%. Do not let that balance transfer over to the next cycle and pay interest. You pay a late fee, you pay interest. It just doesn't make sense at all. Pay it off monthly. But one option and maybe one recommendation for you is if you can do it, consider paying it off weekly. That's right, you pay it off weekly. And the reason I say this is, if you're willing to pay off your credit card weekly, number one, it says that you have the money to pay it off. Number two, it helps you stay on budget. Number three is, in every single seven-day cycle, you're not spending that much money, but in four seven-day cycles, you're paying a lot more. So the pain of paying the whole bill uh, on, a, on a month cycle actually feels harder than if you would just pay it off every week. So consider paying it off weekly. Stay in charge of your finances. Show more control, and you will not get in trouble this way if you pay it off weekly. But at the very least, commit to paying off your credit card monthly. Number four is this. Never, ever, ever carry credit card debt. I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. If you have credit card debt, now is the time to act. It is a killer to wealth development and personal finance. We all have dreams and things we want to do and for whatever motivations those are. If you are a mess financially, it will hinder what you want to do and who you want to become. So don't let the credit card be the reason for that. Never carry credit card debt. Number five thing to think about is this. If you have a credit card, know your benefits and your privileges. This goes back to do your homework. Know what the credit card actually gets you and know the privileges. Each credit card's different, but there are some credit cards with incredible privileges. I remember many years ago, one of my friends had bought this brand new driver, about a $400 golf club. And he'd tell me the story about he, he 
bought it, he brought it home, and he accidentally dropped it, literally pulling it out of the car. As soon as he had purchased it, dropped it, scratched up the golf club. He had purchased it with a certain credit card that provided insurance on purchases, and he was reimbursed immediately to go buy another driver to replace the one that he had just messed up. Some credit cards offer uh, this insurance, this purchase insurance or maybe travel insurance or car insurance uh, when you do a rental car or maybe fraud protection. The, most credit cards have incredible fraud protection where you're only liable for a little bit if somebody gets a hold of your things or maybe even nothing. So ultimately, there's incredible benefits and privileges to be had if you know what the credit card does for you. I'm going to talk a little bit about that coming up. So number five is that if you have a credit card, know your benefits and your privileges. Number six is this. If your credit card it's becoming a nuisance. It might be time to cancel. But even if you're planning on keeping your credit card and you have one of these annual fee cards, which I think sometimes offer even more um, options and more benefits, uh, don't be content with just paying the fee. Always give the credit card company a call and ask to speak to the retention office and then ask them do you have any retention offers? You might mention things like, I'm thinking about canceling my card. Uh, the card is not benefiting me as I thought as much as I thought it would. You can come up with some of these terms. Don't just immediately threaten to cancel it. But ask them, hey, what are, what's a retention offer for my card? And it, most of them have some sort of computer algorithm. They'll spit it out. They have an entire office that's built around trying to keep you as a credit card customer. So if you just automatically renew, you're missing out on some of those offers. I just did this with one of my cards and was given 35,000 miles just for simply calling and asking. Might have kept it anyways, but I got 35,000 miles, which more than uh, fully paid for the cost of that card for the next year uh, and what a plane ticket would cost. So uh, there's six quick things for you. A lot of people ask me, well, David, which card should I get? What, what, credit card is best for me? Well, I can't answer that question for you. All I can say is you need to think through what you're trying to accomplish, what benefits you want, what credit card meets that the best, what you feel like would be a great uh, addition to your wallet, but not only your wallet, but helping you to get some of these things back in return. And then you evaluate it from there. For me, my first credit card, I remember getting a personal credit card was I was walking on the campus of the University of Georgia as a college student, and there was this tent set up with a table, and there were shirts hanging up, and they literally were like, hey, if you sign up for a credit card today, we'll give you this nice University of Georgia shirt. Now, who wouldn't want a shirt? But friends, that might not be the best offer. I got That's all I got for signing up for a credit card was a t-shirt. Friends, let me tell you this. You should get more than a t-shirt for some of the risk you're taking on with a credit card. So think about what is right for you. Do your research. Find the perks that match your interests, whether it be a travel card or maybe it's cash back or maybe it's accumulating points that can be um, to a lot of different areas, not just maybe hotels or flights or any of these things. And so there's different options out there. Some popular ones that I think would be worth your consideration is the Chase Sapphire line. Uh, the Capital One Venture line, the Amazon has a credit card now. If you shop Amazon, your Amazon Prime, you order a lot of Amazon, you're going to get that percentage in cash back pretty quickly uh, for that. So that might be a great one to consider. And then there's some also a lot with annual fees, and maybe you just need to evaluate it. Uh, I have 
two credit cards right now with annual fees, but both of them have already paid for themselves within the first few months of the year of me renewing them. And so you have to figure out what are the benefits? Will I use those benefits? And how can I can uh, how can I exchange the things flexible, how points are flexible, and will they be able to be booked? And what is the card actually worth? These are the questions you need to ask. And so, for example, with my cards, I asked those questions, and both of my cards came with global entry uh, refunding. Now, global entry has to be renewed every five years, and I was up for renewal for me and my wife. So I used both those cards to do mine and uh, my wife's global entry renewal, and immediately $100 credited back to the credit card. So I would have paid $100 regardless because we were committed to global entry, but the credit card refunded me that, so I'm already up $100. One of my credit cards has an automatic deposit of Uber Cash into my account every single month, $15. I wasn't really an Uber um, customer that much, but I have used it because it's there and it's helped lower the costs. And if I don't use it, it's fine. I don't feel I have to use it, but also I could use it um, for not just uh, Uber, but delivery and things like that as well. So that's uh, an incredible option. Uh, One of my credit cards provides free lounge access, uh, not only into um, Delta lounges and uh, Centurion lounges, but there's other lounges that are non-branded lounges. And I have been in probably 10 to 15 different lounges for free just since the beginning of the summer been traveling quite a bit and it's free access into those. That's not something that I would necessarily pay for in that moment, but as a benefit to the card that I'm already getting back for, it's a great benefit and to know how to use that and who you can bring in and things like that. There's monthly benefits as well that I can load onto the card and I can get certain things back depending on what store I use. And so I'm always checking that loading offers in and getting free money back. There's plain uh, benefits where if I spend certain money on a certain airline, uh, they'll they'll refund up to $200 of that. Uh, when I signed up for this card specifically, I got $200 immediately. My first $200 were wiped away. Um, I was given enough points to basically be worth somewhere in the realm of $2,500 to $3,000. So the actual entry level uh, benefits were far outweigh the annual fee. Now, I'm going to have to evaluate that when it comes back time for this card to renew, and I will be calling the retention office and saying, what are your retention offers? And then I'll have to make that decision again if I want to keep it. So there's all kinds of things to think through, but listen, this is where it comes back to do your homework, know how the credit card can work for you. There is an entire credit card game hack industry out there where there are people who are traveling the world for free because they're getting certain credit card benefits for signing up in different ways and they're accumulating enough points to go on these incredible extravagant vacations and to travel for virtually free and so you can do it as well. That's kind of the next level gameplay there. What we're talking about is just making one credit card work for you. So be responsible, do your homework, And as you start accumulating uh, experience in this industry, maybe it's time to add another card. And maybe it's time to show uh, that you can manage. Once you can show that you can manage one, maybe you can manage two. But at the end of the day, the credit card needs to work for you, not you for the credit card. So be responsible, do your homework, figure out what works for you, and then enjoy the benefits of being a faithful customer who pays off their bill either weekly or monthly. So you're not paying extra money. You're getting free lending money from the bank every every purchase, paying it back, but you're getting the benefit of the credit card companies. 
And so that's the way to exist in this space. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll catch you next time on the Nieces Nuts podcast.